G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is entitled Following It Through and it concentrates on the final section of Mark chapter 10. So that's Mark chapter 10 verses 46 to 52 and the story of blind Bartimaeus. We hope you enjoy the sermon. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark chapter 10 beginning at the 46th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So once upon a time, there was a security guard, and he'd worked at a sawmill for 20 years. And he was about to retire. But one day, a worker went out of the factory with a wheelbarrow, (coughs) and in it was a small box. The security driver had a bad feeling about this, and so he stopped the worker and said, Oi! Why are you taking this box out of the factory? The worker explained that he'd made a deal with a foreman that he would take away a box of sawdust that was going to be thrown away anyway and he was going to give it to his chores. And so the security guard said, okay, show me the box. And so he opens up the box. Sure enough, there's a box full of sawdust. The security guard doesn't feel good about this. The worker comes out with a wheelbarrow, box full of sawdust. What's in the box? Sawdust, sir. He opens up the box. A box of sawdust. The security guard is feeling really angry and really stressed and really upset about all this. So he gets to the third day. And of course, on the third day, up comes the wheelbarrow, up comes the worker. What's in the box? Sawdust. He opens it up and finally the security guard's had enough. He says, look, I've been here for 20 years and my gut has never let me down. Tell me what you're doing and what you are still offering. Mm-hmm. And so the worker says, fine, I'm stealing wheelbarrows. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, it's amazing how in life we can get so distracted by the little things, by the little details that we fail to see the big picture. And so far, as we've been going through the Gospel of Mark, there have been so many people that we've met that have been missing the big picture about Jesus. There's the Pharisees, and they get so upset with the fact that Jesus is not following their little nitpicky rules that they can't see that the Messiah that they've been waiting for is right in front of them. At the beginning of Mark 10, we meet a rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and says, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, Well, you know, you know the commandments. Follow the commandments. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, uh, and, and the ruler says, All these things I've done since I was a boy. And Jesus says, One thing you lack. Go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. And the poor man can't. He can't give up his stuff in order to follow the Savior of the world March on towards Jerusalem, and as we march on towards Jesus' crucifixion, his disciples, James and John, they sidle up to him, and they're so overwhelmed by their lust for power that they can't reverence Jesus. Instead, they're worried about their own position of power. They want to sit at Jesus' right or left hand, and they miss out on what Jesus is trying to teach them. 
Today, we're finally going to meet someone who sees Jesus for who he is. And the great irony is, is it's a blind man. It's Bartimaeus. And today we're going to see what Bartimaeus can teach us about blindness and what he can teach us about seeing. So today we're going to see a call for mercy. We're going to see a call to follow. And we're going to see a call to sing. So let's get into the first part of the passage. And if you have your Bibles with you, I encourage you to open up to Mark chapter 10. um, And we're beginning at uh, verse 46. And also you'll find in your pew sheets there's an opportunity to take notes. So if anything hits you about this story, you can write those notes there. And there's pens in the back and at the side of the church. So the disciples are on their way to Jericho. And Jesus has got this crowd Now, Jericho at the time was a significant city. It's one of the oldest inhabited cities in the world. But it's since been rebuilt after Joshua and the armies of Israel marched around Jericho. Seven walls came tumbling down. At this point, Jericho is a rebuilt oasis town on the highway up to Jerusalem. But Jesus and his followers, um, the word says a weighty crowd. Um, it's a large crowd. It's a large crowd of numerous people, but they're also very important people. They're Jesus' closest friends. They're the women who funded his mission. They're the 12 disciples. They're a weighty crowd. They don't spend time in Jerusalem. because They don't spend time in Jericho because they're heading up towards Jerusalem. And as they go out of the city, there on the highway is blind body. Now, it's hugely significant that Mark gives us Bartimaeus' name. In fact, Bartimaeus is the only person who is healed in Mark whose name Mark lists. And Mark, very helpfully, uh, for those of us who don't speak Hebrew, helps us understand what Bartimaeus' name means. Bar means son. That's why you have a bar mitzvah. Bar means son, and Timaeus is the name Timothy today, which means reverence for God. So not only do we know what Bartimaeus' name is, but we know what his father's name is. So this is a very significant person who has some knowledge, some reverence of God. And Bartimaeus cries out to Jesus, Son of David, Have mercy on me. Now you can see why Bartimaeus wanted mercy. Being a blind man at the time was really, really difficult. He's down on the highway. Why is he down on the highway? Because that's the best place to get traffic, foot traffic, in order to beg. Why is Bartimaeus begging? Because he can't work as a farmer. He can't work as a fisherman. He can't work as a soldier. There's no NDIS. It's the only thing Bartimaeus can do. But he's adamant. He cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And friends, here there's something for us to learn in our prayer lives. Bartimaeus is audacious in his prayers. He's humbling himself before Jesus. That term, son of David, is dripping with significance. Son of David. The people of Israel knew that the Messiah 
would come through the line of David. And Bartimaeus, he's been sitting by the highway, so he's heard and he's perhaps met travelers. And they're talking about this itinerant preacher who's going around and healing people and raising them from the dead and feeding hungry people. And Bartimaeus, he can't go and find Jesus because he's blind. But he sits by the road and he hopes that one day Jesus might come by. And he calls him son of David. And we're not quite sure why. Maybe it's because he's buttering him up. Maybe it's because Bartimaeus has joined the dots. He knows that the Messiah is coming from the line of David. And so he he takes a punt. He says, son of David. Or maybe it's because the Holy Spirit is talking through him. But whatever he's doing, he's humbling himself with an audacious prayer. And friends, last time, last uh, Sunday, we learned about how God hears our passions and God hears our prayers and he knows them. And here again, Bartimaeus is passionately crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And so friends, this is an encouragement for us to be audacious in our prayers. Are you sick? Are you stressed? Are you satisfied? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you overwhelmed? Is your world coming together or is your world breaking down? Pray audacious prayers. Friends, so often in my prayer life, my prayer life becomes stale and ho-hum. And the reason for that is because I forget whom I'm praying to. And I forget that this is the God who brought down the walls of Jericho. This is the God who helped David overcome Goliath. This is the God who restored Bartimaeus' sight. And so, friend, we move on from a call for mercy to a call to follow. Bartimaeus is sitting by the road and a whole bunch of Jesus' followers... Don't accept him. They're not interested in him. They tell Bartimaeus to shut up. Stop bugging Jesus. He doesn't have time for you. Can't you see he's going towards Jerusalem? And you can sort of understand the crowds. They've been following along with Jesus and people have been clamoring just to touch him. People have been crying out to Jesus um, from Galilee um, down to the south through Jericho and there's this building crowd. Jesus has been healing people and, and a lot of people haven't been understanding him. And you can imagine how the crowds are just like, no, stop. We've had enough. Get out of here, blind beggar. You're not important enough. But Bartimaeus is desperate, he's audacious, and he's praying audacious prayers. And if you've ever met a beggar in a third world country, you know that they have very thick skin. And so he calls out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns around and says, call him. And it's amazing how the tone of the crowd changes. All of a sudden they're saying, cheer up buddy, get up, follow him, when they've just been telling Bartimaeus to shut up. And again, friends, this has so much to tell us about what it means to be a Christian today. Being a Christian means that you don't 
follow the crowd. Instead, you say, what does God want? What is God's will in this situation? The crowd are telling Bartimaeus to get lost, but Jesus turns around and goes against the crowd. He says, call him. And notice how Jesus changes the atmosphere in a moment. Notice how Jesus changes people's hearts. And friends, this is a call for us to follow in Jesus' footsteps. And if everyone is going in one direction, we need to ask, what is God's direction? What does God want me to do? We need to listen to different perspectives. We need to listen to different sides. We need sometimes to be the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. It's crazy how at the moment, through social media and um, through the way people are using their um, soapboxes, small special interest groups can hijack whole societies of people and can marginalise smaller groups. They can, it becomes a shouting match. But here we see Jesus cutting through the noise and saying, call him. And all of a sudden, the flow of the crowd changes. And Bartimaeus gets up. And there we see an important question. Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Now, as we hinted in the kids' talk, uh, this seems like a ridiculous question. Of course, Bartimaeus is blind. He wants to see. But here, Bartimaeus is forced to make a choice. He's forced to make a choice between what is comfortable, what is familiar, what he knows, and stepping out into the unknown. And notice, he gets up and he throws off his cloak. Now, this was his night cloak. It was a thick toga-like thing that could be used to cover you at nighttime. It's possible that Bartimaeus is homeless and he's lying by the highway because that's where he lives. Highways were super dangerous places. There were bandits. There were thieves. There were Roman soldiers who would beat you up at any opportunity. But for Bartimaeus, this is what he knew. He knew his cloak. He knew his begging space. He knew Jericho. But Jesus calls him. And he gets up and he follows his voice. He's still blind at this point. And he hears Jesus say, what do you want me to do for you? And friends, today you are being asked that very same question. What do you want Jesus to do for you? Do you want Jesus to open your eyes and open your life and see the world for what it truly is? Or are you content to stay with what is safe, what is familiar, what you know? I've known so many people throughout my life who refuse to give up addictions because they just can't bring themselves to help themselves. I know people who are angry and bitter and they can't bring themselves to work through that anger and forgive because there's safety in it, strangely. I know so many people who've been offered a new life in Christ, but they just don't want to see Jesus. 
Friends, we live in a country where so many people can physically see. There's incredible surgeries. Uh, there's incredible um, opportunities for people who are blind. I can't believe, when I came to Australia in 2001, I couldn't believe um, that when I went to a crosswalk to, to cross the road, you heard that beep, 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 beep. Uh, and then it went beep, 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 beep. And you could press the button. Uh, and that's on every single intersection in, in Australia. It's amazing. Um, we live in a world where even blind people can get around. But spiritual blindness is so prevalent in our world today. People don't want to see God. They don't want to see Jesus for who he truly is. And so they retreat back into what is familiar and what is safe. But Jesus today is asking you, friend, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus makes the bold choice. And this is in stark contrast to the rich young ruler. Remember, he couldn't give away his stuff because there was safety in that. Bartimaeus, however, throws off his house. He throws off his worldly possessions and walks blindly towards the voice of Jesus and says, Rabboni, I want to see. Now, the term that Bartimaeus uses again is a term of honor. Basically, he's saying, great and glorious teacher, the only teacher, I want to see. And Jesus says, go, your faith has healed you. Now, notice this isn't just um, Bartimaeus' ability to suspend um, his logic and reason and believe. This is not some sort of gift that Bartimaeus has conjured up in himself. Whose faith in who saves Bartimaeus? It's faith in Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And um, again, in the original language, that word healed means it's made you whole. Uh, the word is sozo in Greek. Your faith has saved you, he says. And it's awesome because uh, Jesus says, go, basically, go on your way. Your faith has saved you. But Bartimaeus, he's opened his eyes and all of a sudden he can see and he can go and celebrate his freedom. But instead, what does he do? He links himself to Jesus and he follows him along the way. Again, throughout Mark, we've been meeting so many people who are physically sighted but spiritually blind and don't want to follow Jesus because they're so comfortable in their own lives and in their own spiritual blindness. Patimaeus throws off his old life and forges on to see Jesus. And there's another really cool detail. You'll notice, you'll notice that who is the first face that Bartimaeus sees. It's the face of Jesus. And this uh, makes me think of um, someone, Phil Kilby is over in the annex and, and he used to care for this woman and he knows her well. Uh, her name was Margaret Cope and I used to uh, care for her in an aged care um, home in Toowoomba. In fact, she really cared for me. I'd go and visit her and pray with her and she'd teach me about God. Um, she was born blind, uh, but she was probably one of the most faithful Christians I'd ever met. 
because um, she, w- she would tell anyone um, who came near to her about Jesus. And um, she loved to play. What the people would do is they'd bring her to a piano and they'd put her hands on the keyboard and even though she couldn't see the music or couldn't see the keys, she'd just start playing this beautiful music. She'd play hymns in church and glorify God. And when she was too sick to go to church, you know what she did? She played hymns for the people in the aged care home because she was just so thankful to God for all that he'd done in her life. And she would say to anyone who uh, she met, anyone who cared to listen, she'd say, I am so glad that I was born blind. I'm so glad that God made me blind. Because when I get to heaven, the first face I see will be the face of Jesus. And that still gives me goosebumps today. And so friends, let's look at the life and witness of Bartimaeus. Let's recognize that he threw away everything and followed Jesus up to Jerusalem where he saw him crucified. And he saw him raised to life again. And he experienced the healing and wholeness and salvation that is found in the cross. Let's not hold on to what is familiar. Let's not hold on to what is safe. Let's follow Jesus' voice and pray along with Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. We want to see. Amen.